It's the Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Everybody, Kurt and Anthony here. And now joining us online, it's Indu Naval. And he is the founder of Everything ALS, which, of course, is a really horrific, uh, horrific disease. Good morning, Indu. Good morning. And uh, so, Indu, tell us about, I know, I think I've read the story. You have a, a personal interest in this story, don't you? Yes. Tell, tell yes. us about it. So, um, you know, I'm a tech entrepreneur. Uh, I'm, uh, uh, and my husband as well. He was very early at Amazon. He built a lot of the, you know, technologies that we enjoy today. And uh, he passed away from ALS in 2019. And it was definitely a devastating experience for us because it took us a long time to get diagnosed. It took us about two years. It just seemed like, you know, it's uh, equivalent to what we would do in stage four of cancer. I mean, like we just waited, waited, waited until it got really bad. And then we got the diagnosis. I've had a, a friend go through a similar situation and it is heart wrenching. And it seems like every day, the t- time is so vital and to wait two and a half exactly. years before the diagnosis. Uh, I can, I can't even fathom what that was like to go through. Yeah. It was kind of a, a terrible experience. I felt like I traveled back in time. I went to like some caveman's time where, you know, people are like, there's no instruments, there's no method to diagnose. So it's kind of, Oh, let's wait and see, you know, come back uh, in a few months. We'll see how bad it gets. And then we can make a diagnosis. And so, Indu, your your husband went through a period of time, a long period, where it was just just totally couldn't be diagnosed or misdiagnosed. Yeah, both because um, the way we diagnose ALS is called method of elimination. That is, we that we actually test for all the other diseases and say not this, not this, not this, not this. So if all of it is not, then we wait and see. And then it's ALS. So there is no really diagnosis for ALS. So no. what were your husband's um, What were your husband's early symptoms before it was diagnosed? Uh, it It was um, walking. Uh, he had his right foot, um, you know, kind of drop. That is, his ankle wasn't moving properly. So he he said very early on. I think it's it's not structural. I think it's something to do with my brain because I think there's a delay between you know, how my brain is giving instructions and I'm able to, you know, move my leg. So the early was just the ankle stiffness and um, difficulty in walking properly. It's such a devastating disease. We seem to, it seems like we know so little about it. I mean, you you lose every function that you have. Eventually you can't speak. Um, But we know that recently, a few years back, maybe it was about eight, nine, ten years ago, there was the, and then we'll get into a lot of the stuff that you're doing here, but there was the remember it was called the ice bucket challenge, where people right. people were taking a bucket of ice and dumping yeah. and they and right. literally I think billions of dollars was raised, and just I'm wondering yeah, I think over 150 million dollars were raised, um, but you know th- there was a problem with that because um, the money went to a different organization because people were just donating and it wasn't really you know deployed in a way we should have. So, um, because, you know, when you send it to a certain organization, it's, it's the organization that makes the decision on what to do with it. So, there is some pocket of money just still sitting there, but people are not spending on it. 
So now you've taken you as you said you're a a, a, a tech entrepreneur and and your husband um, was a, also a, a tech person. So you've taken your background to really hyper focus on uh, ALS. Uh, talk to us about how how that how the transition and and, and the end result with everything uh, ALS.org and and how you're pulling yeah. all this together. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Is you know uh, when we had such a hard place to get diagnosed. It's, it's kind of to say, you know, your kitchen is under fire and, oh, let's just wait and see if the house is going to burn down, right? Like, yeah. oh, you have this problem. Let's, let's just wait and see. We don't do that in cancer, right? We don't say, oh, you have a tumor. Let's wait and see if the tumor is going to grow. You know, we act. We do something. And, you know, we've known about ALS for over 75 years. And having the same prognosis for 75 years to say it's two to five years from the time you get your first symptom, it, it's unethical. It's inhuman. It's, it's just we need to do better. Well, and, certainly uh, what my, Yeah, I mean, you know, what my husband and I, we, were, we, we would talk about is if we, need, if we had known about this disease and earlier, what would we do? And we would brainstorm a lot about, gosh, we should have done this. They should have done this. So, you know, unfortunately, time was not on our side because, again, we diagnosed too late. And um, it's, uh, and also there's another problem is that there's no instrument to measure clinical trials. That is, we do the same thing in clinical trials. So it's, it's the way we measure, again, is it's called patient-reported outcomes. So they're going to ask you, so how is your walking from zero to four? Or how is your speaking to zero to four? That's the gold standard. Um, in measuring if the drug in a clinical trial works or not. So our goal is to build instruments uh, using AI and machine learning um, to actually measure more accurately these questions that they ask. So um, we actually do research in looking at physiological changes that happen because brain is putting out a lot of signals in terms of the changes in your walking, like that happened to my husband first. But I'm sure there were a lot of changes that was happening in his speech, in his how he types, how he moves his finger. But we, we don't actually notice it until it becomes symptomatic. But there are changes that's happening that we can actually measure through sensors. So what we do is we deploy different sensors that's already available in the market. And we, we actually study it. We study what happens in the ALS patient, what are some of the changes that's happening, and make that what we call software medical device. So um, we can actually then build all AI algorithms to say these are the changes that's happening, and when these small changes happen, and um, this is what is going to lead to having upper motor neuron and lower motor neuron. That is what how we actually measure ALS changes. So we we're actually can measure those changes using physiological uh, you know change, uh, data that. Happening. And this seems to be an example of this seems to be an example of that we've all of us a lot of us have been nervous about artificial intelligence and some of the bad things that can happen with it. But this seems to certainly mm -hmm. be an example of something really good that it can be used for. Absolutely. I mean, you know, AI and machine learning, just like any tool, it's we humans how we use it is become bad or good. Uh, the tool itself is not you know bad. Um, it's really, really good because it has the ability to go through massive amount of data and learn from it. And when, when we feed in thousands of 
uh, ALS patients uh, speech, for example, uh, I can actually subgroup. Not everybody's. Um, we, we we have certain rhythm, and um, some people actually keep their speaking rate, how they speak, um, if they're fast speakers or slow speakers, even when it's getting difficult. And some people don't. So we we kind of have different um, way that we actually you know change. And so AI is a really good method to subtype to really study it, and it, it can actually see what variations are happening. Um, it's a fantastic tool, and especially in the tech right now, you know, we, we can actually look at massive amount of data without any problems, thanks to Peter, my husband, because he was one of the founders of AWS, which is Amazon Cloud. So now we have a lot of, you know, um, ability to compute and store and look at a lot of the data. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if, if most, uh, I want to make sure our listeners know that he, he must be, must have been amazingly tech savvy. AWS is, is, is basically the, the largest uh, housing uh, processing of, of, uh, of uh, websites and, and then data on the planet. And he was one of the founding members of that. So you really have, right. you have some serious power behind you. Uh, to, to gather all this information and process it, um, I, I think it's brilliant. Uh, I, I'm sorry about your, your husband and your loss of your husband, but I think that you've managed to harness something and, and really process massive amounts of data to come out with, with, with let, let's, let's just get, get caught up. Because as you said, for 70 years, nothing really had been done. It, 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 it's, uh, it's frustrating. So I, 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 applaud, yeah, it, I really it, it. applaud you to take this... Uh, this, this power and this source that you have uh, to, to focus it on ALS. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, and I did very similar work about you know, 20 years ago in manufacturing when manufacturing was changing. So what I realized is the healthcare did not, uh, or ALS, we did not actually embrace a technology like we should. So that's, um, um, and, and even when Peter was diagnosed, I would always tell him, Oh, might be this is your destiny. You're you're gonna solve it because you know with the inventions that you did. Um, so I'm I'm actually you know taking the torch forward, and I do want him to be known as somebody who helped fix the disease, not that he was a victim to the disease. Oh, that's great. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We, I want you to stay with us because we're gonna open up the phone lines. If we have listeners have any questions for you, and I want to talk about how people can get involved. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick uh, two minute break. And you can uh, join the conversation after the break. The McKenzie Country Classic. On 40303. Call now because this is the morning drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. We're, we are continuing our discussion now with Indu Naval. She is the founder of Everything ALS, uh, lost her husband tragically to this awful disease, which, of course, is also referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, and do, uh, what is it, what, what would be the best thing to come out of, of what you're doing, of the work that you're doing with everything ALS? Actually, you know, we have the way to um, be more efficient to cure the disease because a lot of effort that's going on, but we need to focus together and collaborate together to get to the, um, you know, the, end of this road here it's it's not about a latent 
little projects and if it doesn't work, I'll just move on, right? I mean, we need to collaborate. And this is what we did during COVID. This is what we've done during HIV time. So it's, it's, it's really collaborating together and figuring out what gaps we have and trying to strategically fill that gap. Should the, should the government be funding more, spending more money on research on ALS? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they should be funding more research, understanding the gaps, and also get the patient community involved. I mean, we are a patient community, and, and just have to say that that is happening now. I mean, you know, those movements are happening because people like us, people, a lot more people are getting involved and um, that those things are happening, and there, but it's slow. We need more more right. people to get involved. And there is a new movement, and through through you, maybe others too, a new effort to get people more involved, including potentially local ALS patients, right? Yeah. And yes. what, and what is that? It requires uh, residents just needing to record their voice with something. Yes, so um, we, if you go to everythingals.org uh, research, we, or everything we do is remote. That's another thing that we actually are promoting is things have to happen remotely because ALS is a very, very hard disease. You can't ask people to come to the clinics to get you know, their breathing uh, test done. We can do it remotely. I can have some people do through Zoom. So we, we collect data remotely in the people's homes. And so if you go to everythingals.org slash research, people can get involved in what we call the speech study. And in that study, people with ALS, without ALS, uh, we need both to get engaged. And then we have other study where, where we actually uh, look at walking, breathing, and talking. And that is for people with ALS. And um, if they if they go in, it uh, just register, and then we're kicking off another study, which is uh, people with high risk of ALS. That is, if you ever have had uh, ALS in your family um, and you're a blood relative, we would love to hear from you because we are going to be monitoring again through all the sensors very very closely. So if there's any variation, we can actually get attention really quickly. So we need to um, get to the place where we can start looking at when when the changes happen and not act too late well i think you know and as i as i as i look at the the site everythingals.org you know you you just mentioned it's it, this is such a difficult disease to bring people who have it together you have all these little groups of research scattered around the globe and if you can combine all that information uh, through technology and 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 have people with als communicating back as they go through the disease um you, exactly. i'm thinking you know with this much information coming this efficiently you 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 really are going to make a huge difference you know we could be two three four years out and and you could really with all that information make a substantial difference exactly exactly so uh, that's why we call this is a citizen-driven research with open innovation so what that means is that as we're collecting the data, we are we have our own data scientists. So in-house, so we have a technology team, we have a data scientist. We're analyzing the data along with other people. And, uh, and then if there's any variations or we need to change or add, 
we go back and make that change very quickly. And what we this is is IRB approved study, and we have the flexibility to change the IRB or change the protocol and really quickly. So the agility is very important. Feedback is very important. So we're bringing a lot of this tech startup mentality of agility, feedback, speed. Speed. And, you know, collaboration. I think, I think bringing speed to, to uh, medical research is vital. And, and uh, this, you know, you, we are, we're constantly hearing about AI right now and, and the dangers mm-hmm. of it. But this is, this is a, a prime example of how AI is really going to help uh, society if you harness the, uh, the power of it. And so Absolutely. one of the things I want to point out that you just said, so if you have anybody in your family or know somebody who has had ALS, they they really should be encouraged to go to the site to to register to to provide any any information they can. Absolutely yes, and and we have um, you know our motto is care to cure. That is, if you don't care about the people, you'll never come to cure. So research can't be about oh I'm going to do this, come and register. We need to really meet people where they are, people with ALS. So we do meet every Wednesday online, everything on Zoom. And we have a lot of experts who come and speak to the people. And what we say is that these experts are coming to your living room. So you get to ask questions. So all over the world, we bring experts from all over the world, and we get hundreds of people with uh, ALS, their families actually log in. They get to ask questions. They connect with each other. So we do have that event as well. So we would love to actually somebody with family with ALS, um, somebody with ALS who, who are hearing right now, we would love to actually have you come to our Wednesday event and and participate. And Indu, it, it, as you said, it's it's really kind of stunning in a way that after seven, eight decades, after Lou Gehrig died of it and it sort of started to become well-known then, that we seem to know so little. We haven't learned much more about it in all that time, and it's such a mysterious disease. I don't think there's any known there's no we know there's no known cure but also it doesn't seem like they have any idea of what might contribute to causing it doesn't seem mm-hmm. as though but um along with your work through the everything everything alzheimer's and trying to find a way to moving in a direction to have a diagnosis earlier do you think that there's real hope that at some some day we could find an actual cure for this absolutely this is a curable disease so this is why I am doing what I'm doing with everything ALS, because if, we, if, if I didn't think that we're going to move the needle, I wouldn't be doing this. This is absolutely curable disease, but we need to all come together. And when researchers say, oh, I don't know about this, I'll say, yeah, let's go ask the patients, you know, let's go ask the people. This is not, we're all humans. We can connect with each other. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we, we hide behind these walls, these processes. I always say show up as a human being. I don't, don't show up with your title. Don't show up with where you work or what you do. I don't care. Show up as a human being. Let's work as human beings here because this disease is very, very hard. And my call to action, you know, is everybody should get involved, whether you have it or not, because you have something to contribute. And guess what? If you don't, this is going to come knocking on your, into your home one day and it's going to be too late for you and your loved one. So nobody's going to be left behind because this is this is a disease that can affect anybody at any age right. and any ethnicity. Right. So this you know this this is this is nobody you know is really safe here. 
Yeah. And do is there also a is there a ALS walk this weekend? Uh, usually, there is a, a walk and activities that's happening all over the country. Um, so. Um, um, it's, it's, it's not from our organization, but there are other organizations who do a fine job of, you know, um, doing a lot of awareness around it. Indu Naval, so she is the... You'll always find something. Right. Indu Naval, she's the founder of Everything ALS. Thank you so much. We are so um, sorry that for the loss, your loss of your husband, and, but we so much appreciate the work that you're doing to try to help save others. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Thanks. Uh, You're changing lives. Nice job. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a city councilor from Plattsburgh. Jeff Moore is here. We're going to talk about what's going on over there with that hotel project right here on News Talk WVMT.